listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, World Class City. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. By Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, club hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, college hockey fans, or professional hockey fans, as it may be. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, a hot Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from that beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Stephen, you had a little bit of rain recently, so uh, how are things in the, the beautiful city? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little bit hotter today. As you mentioned, we did get some rain on uh, Monday and I think Sunday, too. In fact, I was down at the beach in California on Saturday while you all were doing your shows and stuff. I was enjoying myself at the beach. And we were coming back in with some friends on Sunday, and we got back into town in Vegas. We just we all of a sudden hit this big monsoon storm. It was a lot of a lot of wind, a lot of dust flying around. It started a lot of lightning and knocked power out in some areas, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, interesting. But so that's what we experienced this time of year. Uh, we didn't have much of this last year, so we're we're kind of back on track with it. But and then Monday was fine most of the day and then about about six o'clock or so it started to really pour around pour around the strip area which is where i was at the time my other job and yeah so it was it was uh it was uh, pretty uh, intense today it's been hot and, though and, and everybody would say that would be really the storm of the week for vegas not true not true at all there was another huge storm <laughs> That uh, struck Las Vegas on Tuesday. We're going to get into that in a minute. I, I think I finally talked you off the top of the stratosphere, so everything's good now. But we'll, we'll get oh, into Oh, and that details. was the other thing, too, is there was a lightning bolt that hit the top <laughs> of the that. stratosphere. So maybe that was a precursor uh, from the from above what was to come over the next couple of days, as you mentioned. Yeah, we'll get into God, that. God was not happy about what happened on Tuesday for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to get into that. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, but as everybody knows, it's summertime, and a lot of times the, the club hockey programs don't have a lot going on. Uh, I was going to have Lindsay Ellis on tonight, but unfortunately she had a travel commitment, so she's on the road, but she said she would love to come on next Wednesday night, so uh, women's hockey fans, County and Lindsay Ellis, the head coach of uh, Arizona State Sun Devil Hockey, who will join us next week. They had a great little camp, a little prospect camp. They sold it out, as always, quicker than you can believe. Um, they had some fog in the arena from some of the rain we had over this weekend here. Um, they had one of their girls uh, go skydiving between one of the, before one of the sessions. <laughs> so they had a little bit of excitement all over the thing, but uh, from everything that I heard, the prospect camp went off without a hitch, and I think Lindsay might have found a few girls uh, to, uh, to build her roster around in the future. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, that's what these camps are for. You, you try to find the future of your, your program, and <laughs> I like the, the skydiving thing is quite, quite fun, and uh, and fog in the building because of the probably the humidity and everything with the storms there in Arizona. But uh, yeah, I mean that's just uh, I guess that's what happens when you try to to play hockey in, or try to do some sort of hockey event in the summer there, um, in, in a place like Tempe where it can get 
can get like that, but uh, well, I would especially like Oceanside, <laughs> yeah, like Oceanside. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would have liked to see that skydiving thing. That seems pretty interesting. Although there's that building is not very high and in, in the ceiling wise. So how far are they really skydiving? Maybe the top of the, the press no, no, no. thing there. And down no, 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 she, <laughs> oh, she out- actually, she went in an airplane. Uh, oh, oh, it was yeah, outside of, the building. Oh yeah. Definitely outside okay. the building at about 10,000 ah, feet. So that it was, makes more uh, sense. It was a couple of uh, of uh, male ACHA uh, um, players, and then uh, their girlfriends uh, all did jumps. So it was four of them total, I think. But they put it out on social media, and I think uh, Lindsay kind of played it up and said, hey, one of our girls is brave enough to go skydiving between um, being on the ice with the prospects. So that was kind of cool. Um, we'll, we'll ask her about it because she's got all the details next week, so I don't want to give away too much on that. But all in all, I think the camp went pretty well, and again, she'll fill us in on that, the schedule, all that good stuff coming up for Arizona State women's hockey. Um, as I told you before the show, uh, ASU's Bronson Moore, who got a taste of NCAA hockey last season, is on the NCAA roster again this year. So he's listed as a senior and uh, will be – participating for all, uh, as far as I know anyway, as a full participant of the NCAA team at Arizona State. So congratulations to Bronson. And for anybody wondering how good ACHA hockey is, um, yeah, you can make it up to the next level at some point. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for Bronson. That's kind of one of those opportunities where where the uh, COVID pandemic may have, may have been a worked out in his favor because they didn't the ACHA team didn't play ASU the NCA team of course you, you know more about the NCA side of things but they they had their season all their games were on the road and you know they had some some things happen with goaltending and so they they needed to bring fill a spot and Bronson Moore was sitting in the wings because they, their team wasn't playing and they needed somebody on there and and he was able to get into some games as, as you mentioned and and uh, so that so he got his feet wet there and obviously Greg Powers liked what he saw or has enough trust in him that he's gonna he's gonna have a, a spot on the uh, the NCA program this year. So that is uh that is great for for Bronson Moore. Bronson Moore is a great goaltender. I'm sure the ACHA other teams in this area are gonna be happy for him <laughs> in more ways than one. Because right. happy that he makes that jump, but also happy that the ASU ACHA team won't have Bronson Moore in it when they play teams like UNLV, Arizona, and uh, other teams because uh, he, he's pretty good. Even and one of the things I like about Bronson Moore is even the games ASU were losing couple of seasons ago or whenever when they only like won a few games he was one of the really bright spots keeping them in games from being really uh blowout games and things like that and then of course the year that the tournament got canceled he asu really turned things around and had a great good season and obviously made a spot in the tournament that didn't get to be played but uh, he was certainly a part of part of that too so uh so this is a great opportunity for brunson moore and uh deserves deserves that opportunity and It'll be fun to follow him in the NCAA. Yeah, I may have to follow. I'll have to follow the NCAA <laughs> side of things a little bit more closely. I'm, I, I have so many things that go on. I know I don't get to follow it as closely, but now with uh, the Golden Knights drafting play, all these, all these, you know, and all this stuff with the Bronson Moore and ACHA side of things, uh, it'll, it'll certainly make me more interested in what ASU's NCAA program is doing this year. Other than that, we cover it, but I'd let you and Paul handle all that because you guys are so <laughs> well equipped and I focus on other things, but I'll have to. I'll have to peek my eyes you'll, on you'll it. Have to, yeah, you'll have to bone up on it a little bit. Um, okay, so in addition to that, Bronson Moore's a great student, going to be a doctor, going to medical school. So uh, uh, congratulations to Bronson on that. Um, also on the ACHA side of things, Lindenwood, I don't believe they've announced their schedule yet, but uh, everybody knows they're going to play a hybrid schedule this year. And a couple of things leaked out from the NCAA schedules that are out there. Um, they will come to Arizona State and play an exhibition against the Arizona State NCAA program um, January, February, something like that, uh, later on in the year. And then – I've got Force, January 21st and the 22nd. Okay. Uh, I have 21st, the ASU 22nd. schedule up. Okay. 21st, 22nd, uh, they're going to be at the Oceanside to play the ASU NCAA program. And maybe and maybe – Maybe ASU was ACHA program. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they can schedule something with with Lindenwood during that same time. I I doubt it, but it would be interesting to see. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's not happening. They're gonna play just that weekend <laughs> here, and then they're uh, yeah. they're going back. But uh, Lindenwood also is hosting uh, Air Force, which is pretty unique in the fact that Air Force is gonna go there and play. Uh, everything that I had heard all along was that Lindenwood would play um, 
road games against NCAA teams and ACHA teams in Lindenwood um, to, to kind of get out. And everybody knows Lindenwood is hosting the ACHA Division One. Oh, actually, they're hosting – I don't know if they're hosting two – I know they're hosting ACHA Division One national tournament. That's this is a great for send-off sure. for them of the uh, ACHA level. They get to they get yeah. to have one final grand season in the ACHA play. ACHA opponents also have the, as you said, a hybrid mix of some NCA uh, opponents as they get ready for that transition. Plus, they get to host the NC or ACHA, uh, at least the Division One tournament uh, in St. Louis next year or this upcoming season. So. Uh, what a great uh, great send off for them. And and Stephen, I believe they're going to host an NCAA regional the following year. So how's that? Uh, you transition your program from ACHA D1 and you host a national tournament in your barn. And then the next year, I believe that's going to be a site for uh, an NCAA regional tournament. So pretty cool. And that's good to see on the ACHA side as we like to see things grow. Um, more things coming out uh, all in all about uh, UNLV and their golf tournament and Utah and their golf tournament. I know uh, down at uh, Missouri State, they had their IV camp uh, that's uh, either up and going or, or coming up. I've got to double check on that one. Uh, so that's out there. Oklahoma announced their schedule. So things are starting to come together. We're going to have a season here pretty soon. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, not to be a downer right now, we, we are still – dealing with the virus and uh and hopefully people can continue to be smart and uh, some places are going to go back to mass and you know we won't get into that but we just hope that you know this little surge that we're having now won't last long and people can can choose if they want to get vaccinated hopefully can do their part and and that we can avoid any more major disruptions in our lives uh, that we've had to sacrifice for the last year and a half so uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed that that um that we can kind of get things back in control again in the next month or so and uh when it comes time for games to start up that we can go full steam ahead yeah absolutely we're looking forward to it i'm looking forward to hopefully getting to the golf tournaments and doing some different things on that end of it um before the season starts and then once the season starts it's just going to be non-stop um and of course if you've been under a rock or whatever the nhl had their draft last week so we had that to talk about we had a couple of special shows actually we did uh, last week we did six shows and seven nights, and then Sunday we started a new week. So um, I guess you'd be saying we had ten shows in what uh, eleven days? You Something haven't had like that. You haven't yeah, had any, the... you haven't had any time to rest. <laughs> <laughs> when do you when do you get to rest? Because here I went to the beach for a couple of days. I heard Paul yeah, that... was at the beach for a day or so. Rob lives in California, so he's probably at the beach <laughs> all the time. You're in Arizona, which. Uh, that's your fault, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's stop. If you ever want to, if you ever want to move, you know, Vegas <laughs> yeah. is always here for you. But uh, I hear you. <laughs> but uh, when do you ever get time for yourself? I mean, you did that uh, seven thousand mile trip around the country back in May, but that know, that was I, just my scenic tour, though. But that you were was, working the whole time. Yeah, though. the whole time I was absolutely at the ACHA uh, tournament for fifteen hours a day. I mean, you were the hardest working man in hockey. It seems like. Uh, well, I appreciate that, but uh, no, I'm sure there's plenty more. Um, I do want to say before we take our first break. Uh, Except Sunday, maybe the GMs from the NHL here the last few weeks. Yeah, They've probably been the hardest are. working men in hockey the last few weeks. Absolutely. Uh, not necessarily ACHA related, but uh, uh, Sunday, early Sunday, well, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, word broke that uh, the head coach at the University of Minnesota, Bob Motzko, his son, um, Mac Motzko was killed in a car crash in, in Minnesota, just outside of Lake Minnetonka, along with uh, Sam Schooneman, who was another friend of his, a Minnesota native, but had been living the past couple of years down here in Scottsdale. Um, it was a tough time. I know Coach Motzko. I've met him and, and visited with him several times. And um, very tragic event. Last night we had Jess Myers on from the rink live in Minnesota, who actually did a terrific job um, doing the story as uh, professional as he could. And, and Jess covers the Gophers uh, on a daily basis for the rink live. So he's very close to the family and uh, just a tragic thing. Uh, they went for a ride with a gentleman in a Bentley. Uh, they were doing over a hundred miles an hour, apparently lost control, hit some trees and uh, two lives were lost. And the driver um, is in critical condition uh, still in the hospital in Minneapolis. So want to keep the Motzko family in our thoughts and prayers and we will transition out of that as difficult as it is. Take a quick break and come back. Then we're going to talk a quick segment about USA Hockey 
and uh, the Olympic coaches that were named and also about the uh, summer showcase going on up in Plymouth, Michigan. And then we'll come back and uh, we're going to let Stephen run away with it for a little bit and tell us about what's going on in the professional ranks in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm we'll getting, right back. I'm crooking my knuckles here, getting ready here to unload I know you here. Are. I'm, I'm I in, know my, I'm you in are. the corner. I'm in the corner here. I'm getting ready. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team. Your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Monsoon season here in the Southwest, so we're putting up with some clouds, some dust, some rain, some lightning, some thunder, some more dust, some more water, some more rain. <laughs> you know, you get the drill. Much needed <laughs> yeah. water. Much needed water here in the uh, desert. Yeah, absolutely. We just don't need it all at one time if we can help it. We don't need the floods. We lost. Well, uh, we can't we lost be picky, two lives. We lost two lives here, Stephen, in California due, or in southern Arizona due to the flooding. So, uh, yeah, we don't need it in, in that kind of numbers. But, yeah, it certainly helps the drought situation, which uh, helps alleviate the forest fires and all that stuff. So, okay. So we talked club hockey a little bit before. We're going to get to uh, – well, let's just do it right now. UNLV put out a trade today. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So today is the start of the uh, free agency in the NHL. Uh, so a lot of signings and a few trades and everything, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, UNLV getting in on the fun a little bit. UNLV and Syracuse hockey getting in on the, a little bit on the fun. So let's kind of go through the timeline here. Uh, let me pull it up here uh, on the Twitter here. Hold on a second. Where is this? Um, basically, UNLV and uh, Syracuse uh, – Hockey deciding they were going to um, 
get in on the fun here. So let me pull it up here. Let me get to it. Uh, sorry, I should have had this already up. Yeah, I kind of gave you a loop on that one. I should have given you a little heads up on it. Well, My so bad. this happened. Uh, a, a, a Twitter account called The Hockey House and just looked at what uh, they do a little bit. And um, they are a college hockey podcast produced by three current ACHA players looking to share stories from across the league. Very interesting. May have to look more into more into that in the future. But anyways, they are a uh, – so they, they tweeted out something saying, you know, because when you see what the NHL free agency or trade deadlines, you always have these insiders, quote-unquote insiders, that have this inside information and everything, and they share on social media the reports and everything, hearing thing this, hearing this, hearing this player's going to go here, hearing this deal's going to be made. Anyway, so this is what they tweeted at uh, 1028 this morning. They said, hearing rumbles of a potential trade between uh, at UNLV Rebel Hockey and Syracuse Hockey, Hashtag ACHA free agency. So I got, I kind of got. I love the, it. The, I love it. And then uh, our friend Dana Lane, uh, who does the UNLV games, uh, hockey games, he, he replied to that. Says, "What does that even mean?" So he was confused by it. I think as as were we. Uh, but uh, beyond that, though, then then the UNLV hockey uh, rebel hockey account uh, quotes that tweet and says, "Oh, you thought hashtag NHL free agency was good with the eyeballs emoji." So. <laughs> And then, of course, <laughs> then a few couple hours later, with the whole trade graphic like you see teams do, saying this player is going to go here. They had it all made out and everything. They announced the trade. And so this is what they say. Trade alert. Uh, UNLV Hockey has acquired an orange crate from Syracuse Hockey for a Fat Tuesday yard dog. Syracuse will be retaining 75% of ABV, hashtag NHL free agency and hashtag free agent frenzy. So, <laughs> so people might be wondering, well, what exactly is the uh, what is the orange crate and what is a Fat Tuesday yard dog? Well, those are both pretty staples of those areas. I had to do a little research on that. I knew a little bit about the Fat Tuesday one, but uh, Orange Crate it's a it's a brewing company in Syracuse, New York, and uh, they have, of course, a lot of beverages and food and stuff. But they are known for having you can get uh, your drinks in a fishbowl uh, that you can take with you. So that's that's kind of what what they're known for. And then if people have been to Vegas and they've gone down the strip, they've seen people walk around with these big long tubes that you have drinks in. That's that's a Fat Tuesday uh, yard dog, as they call it. So that's you see those. Uh, um, I don't know those ones with shoes, but I don't know if that's necessarily a Fat Tuesday thing. But <laughs> it's a lot of weird things you see. But <laughs> well, but the people see walk around with the big tubes that have different uh, alcoholic beverages in it and and stuff in it. That that's a that's a yard dog from. Uh, so it's not a food item. It's it's more of a drink item. So so that was the trade that uh, UNLV made. They send a Fat Tuesday yard dog to Syracuse, and Syracuse therefore sends sends one of their uh, one of their <laughs> nice uh, probably a fishbowl over to uh, UNLV. So that I put out on Twitter. Then thinking, well, who is the winner and the loser of this trade? So you know, I I don't know. I've never had. I, I don't not a big drinker, so I don't really partake in that sort of stuff. So I don't know what uh, what would be the big winner in this. I, I would think that Syracuse is probably the winner because the Fat Tuesday thing is pretty cool, you know, with the the, the young yard dog thing, and and maybe if if they have special ones that look like shoes, they've sent one of them over to them. That's well, certainly a winner well, for Syracuse, and then Syracuse sends this little fishbowl thing back, so or whatever they're sending. So uh, I'm not sure what the winner and loser is, but uh, well, I'll I give you a maybe, winner. I'll give you a winner. If Syracuse got to come to Vegas to get it, Syracuse is definitely the winner. That's fair. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. Okay. So cool. And that the reason I wanted to bring that up, Stephen, was because I keep talking about relevancy, right? Uh, that's just fun stuff, but it keeps your audience engaged. Uh, everybody, I'm sure, was looking at it, going like, "What's UNLV hockey up to?" They also uh, did throw out a couple things today on some hats and some sweatshirts uh, with the Rebels hockey logo, which is cool. Um, I uh, I like them both, and told Anthony Vigneri Greener that I needed one of those caps. So. We'll see what happens. He said they're looking at maybe getting those printed up for sale. So we'll see. Um, and then as we transition out of that, we're going to get to this NHL stuff because I know Vegas has been in a frenzy. I want to wait just a few more minutes on that because I want to get some stuff in on the uh, the USA. Yeah, that term, that term, uh, that term, free agent frenzy and and, <laughs> and frenzy uh, really applies for for Vegas. So I, I know, I know, I'm warming up, but uh, but that's certainly the case. But yeah, you, you want to mention the the, the, the yeah. USA uh, USA stuff. So, the, so. the summer showcase going on, uh, where there's 44 players from the uh, the various parts of the United States competing to be the on the World Junior roster for this winter when they travel uh, over the Christmas holiday break to Red Deer in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, Team USA has got two teams of 22 players each, a white and a blue. And then 
Uh, Finland and Sweden are also in Plymouth, Michigan, so they're kind of playing a little round-robin stuff. The, the American teams will not play each other. They'll just keep rotating between Finland and Sweden, uh, giving everybody a chance to tune up, giving the coaches a chance to look at the players and make a roster. Um, here's why I wanted to bring it up. There are two things that uh, are really – or three things, I guess, that are really tied into the Southwest. Uh, first of all, uh, Josh Stone and Matthew Nyes, both from uh, the Phoenix area, our, uh, our participants, one Josh on the white team and Matthew on the blue. And I know Matthew had a big day today, uh, scoring twice along with Chase Yoder to give the blue a 5-2 win over Sweden. And, uh, of course, Josh plays on the white team, had an uh, assist in yesterday's game. I don't know if he had an assist today or not. I don't believe so. Um, but anyway, I just want to give a shout-out to them. And, and, of course, Josh Stone was uh, was drafted by the uh, the Coyotes, so how cool was that, anyways? Yeah, that, that's a whole other topic. Um, but also want to point out that one of the really, really bright spots for Team USA White has been Luke Tuck. Sound familiar? Alex's yeah, younger so. brother, Luke, is uh, right, Luke really Tuck. starting to turn it on for the uh, USA uh, program, and uh, I think he's a no-brainer to get on that World Junior uh, team, and uh, he's a rising star, a rising star. Just so keep your your eye on the fact that Luke Tuck, the younger brother of Alex Tuck, oh, and hold on a minute, Alex is still with the uh, Golden Knights, right? <laughs> Who knows at this point? Really, I mean, there's so much movement. Who knows at this point? Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I just had to stoke the fires just a little bit. So, so anyway, that's going on through the weekend. Um, the USA squads will continue to play um, until uh, Saturday or Sunday, I think, is their last games, and and then uh, they'll they'll determine who the the top twenty two are to make the World Junior rosters. But a great experience for all of them. Congratulations to all of them. A number of them were drafted over the uh, I think fourteen from the U.S. National Team Development Program were drafted into the NHL this past week. So. Lots of good stuff going on there. I know we normally talk uh, all ACHA hockey on this show, but since it's a little bit light and, and people are still putting their schedules together and getting everything wound up, um, I want you to quickly go over uh, Oklahoma's highlights, if you would, Stephen, before we take another quick break, and then we're going to come back, and then the excitement starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Oklahoma, yes, Uh you want me to talk about their schedule, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, just give a few of the highlights because I know one big one on there was that they wouldn't be playing Lindenwood this year. Yeah, so they they came out with their schedule, but then uh, four days ago they tweeted out that they updated their schedule a little bit, so must have made a few little tweaks to, to it. And so they're going to have a red and white scrimmage on August 28th, so in about well, a month from today they will be on the ice playing the, themselves in a scrimmage game. And then uh, they're a week, a month later – They'll be playing Arkansas. But the the other thing, too, is they added a home series with Waldorf Hockey October 1st and the 2nd. And then, uh, as you mentioned, they will not be facing Lindenwood this season. So uh, that is that is uh, unfortunate there. But um, what they will be playing, of course, they're a member of the, the WCHO, which is why we are talking about them. And they're going to play, of course, uh, UCO home and away. They're going to play they're going to play Colorado home and away. They're going to play Colorado State home and away. Uh, Colorado home and away. They're going to have a series with Utah. It's on the other side of the the the, the league, so they're going to play them in a in a uh, away series in Utah, and then they're going to play Arizona State in Oklahoma for a series. Um, so that rounds out their uh, their WCHL conference play. And then they have some out of conference games against uh, uh, Missouri State, uh, McKendry. Um, or Missouri State might actually be in there. WCHL, my bad. Yeah, yeah, Missouri. So they're they're playing them, yeah. Uh, but Waldorf is a out of out of league game, so they'll be playing them for a couple of games. Um, but you know, it's a it's, it's a good schedule. I mean, they're gonna play Alabama. They're gonna play. Um, they're gonna play Pennsylvania. It looks like so. It's uh, it's gonna be a good series. Good good schedule, and uh, it should be tough as we've mentioned before. The WCHL is a tough. It's a tough league. And uh, so these... I'm already saying it, Stephen. It could be the toughest league this year, the most competitive league this year, and uh, we're going to have it all covered for you. So, but it's exciting because a month from today they will be on the ice for their scrimmage, and then uh, uh, September 24th and the 25th they will have their first games uh, against Arkansas. Uh, some of the teams out here west are not starting their first games until the first of October, so they will get a 
as we mentioned, though, some other teams do start in September, so they will get get on the ice here real soon. So that's that's the the exciting thing about this is as we are getting close and closer to it. Okay, and let's take one more quick break. Let you get warmed up in your corner because the sparring is about to begin, folks. Uh, fireworks hit Las Vegas, Nevada this week in not only the monsoon storms, but the NHL trade and free agency and all that good stuff. And and our local expert, Stephen Marsh, is going to bring it to us in just a minute. We'll be right back. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a wild one here after the break. (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy, big William Carlson fan, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. We're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, we talked about the monsoon storms. Everybody got through them. We talked about a lightning strike on the top of the stratosphere. I, I think I talked you down because after the lightning strike, I think you were on the top of it. Uh, a little frustrated about what happened with your Vegas Golden Knights. Um, to say the least, I sent out a tweet that I said, I think Vegas just found out about the, uh, the real NHL and what can happen to uh, some of your favorite players. So take it away. <laughs> Here we got this big buildup. Uh, yeah, as people know, it was, it's a, it's been a tough day. If you're a, a tough couple of days, if you've been a, uh, if you're a hockey fan here in Las Vegas of the golden Knights, and certainly I'm included in that, um, now here's the, here's we try to balance things between as as we also cover them uh, from a journalistic perspective or uh, from a hockey standpoint at least for what we do, um, so you try to be uh, objective and well in under, understanding. But we're 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 trying to be fans of the teams too in a way, and uh, certainly I'm that, and I'm not going to be shy about that. That I am a fan of the team and and want them to succeed. Obviously, everybody does, but um, it's it's a tough. It was a tough day, and. Uh, as people know, Mark Andre Fleury, the uh, the face of the franchise for the Golden Knights, uh, beloved by the city of Las Vegas and uh, and and not just in Vegas, but other at Pittsburgh, where he spent most of his career. Um, I think that's what's amazing to me is that uh, I, even when he went back to Pittsburgh and played in net there, he, he people cheered him, and that's you know when you get that kind of an uh, applause from a visiting. Uh, fan base that's you know you've done something right and Flurry certainly has done that and uh, but as you know he was traded away to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and Golden Knights virtually got nothing in return uh, for that they got a player but uh, he's going to stay with the organization uh, Chicago organization which is always which is interesting uh, except that the Golden Knights will, will take care of the contract so um, why did this happen well a couple of reasons obviously everybody knows that the Golden Knights have been right up against the cap and Flurry had one year left on his deal, $7 million contract. Um, and then, of course, Robin Leonard, the other goaltender, $5 million. So they committed $12 million last season to goaltenders. Um, now, last season, it worked out. It, they had, you know, the game every other day. It was a shortened season, condensed schedule. 
uh, and Leonard was out for a while. So having Flurry, um, having both of them uh, was was a benefit uh, for the team, and and obviously it worked out. I mean, they they won the Jennings Trophy for which is a team award too, but they were lowest goals against average. Mark Andre Flurry winning the Vezina Trophy uh, for the first time in his career, probably had one of his best seasons, even though he's won three Stanley Cups. So, um, so all that. Uh, now there's some things about this. Um, so fans have to understand it, it. Hockey is a business. And I think you tweeted that out too. It's, it's a business. And I think fans, we find out that, uh, and certainly I've known this cause I followed hockey even before the gold Knights here, um, with, with other teams. But, um, so it, we see this, but I think what makes this different is this is Vegas's team from scratch. And every team of course has had a team from scratch, but this gold Knights are four years old. Uh, flurry, of course, what he's done for this city, what he's done for this team, the, the reason why the Golden Knights, a lot of the reason why the Golden Knights have had the success that they've had uh, in this four years is because of Flurry, and there's no doubt about that. So I think fans are are upset about that um, or sad about him leaving. The other aspect of it too is, of course, uh, the reports about how it went down, how Flurry found out, how the team handled it, and and I think that that got kind of things going a little bit more and and making fans angry and and certainly um, okay let's, let's break there. this so, down you, so you've got good let me take a breath let me let's take a breath, yep, take a breath jump in. let me you jump, jump in, in on this one okay the first thing that came out was uh i believe jesse granger was the first to report it that mark andre said that he found out like the rest of us via a tweet and that enraged a lot of fans to say the least uh i don't think i can even stress that point enough um not that i want to be a defenser defender here but I think I have to, to, to throw some things out there that uh, would maybe understand this a little better. Um, first of all, Vegas does not have um, a real reputation of notifying players about trades. That, that's that been something, whether it's been coaches, uh, media people, uh, other players, whatever. It's just not something they make a big production about. Uh, secondly, though, and I think this is where things kind of got out of hand, is that um, Kelly McCrimmon said himself that when they make a, a trade, they don't contact the player uh, until it's all done. Because if they do and something goes wrong before that trade call happens, they don't want the player to know, hey, we traded you, but something went wrong and now we got to bring you back. So I understand that completely. Here's the thing, though. Social media, as you know, uh, with the Kraken lineup, for example, we knew that whole Kraken lineup way before they started introducing the players because it was all leaked out everywhere. So with social media, it's hard to keep a secret. So once that trade um, call had started, uh, things leaked out. And that's where Marc-Andre heard it first, I'm certain. Um, so uh, social media plays a big, big part of that. In the past, before social media days, players wouldn't wouldn't have been no- notified any differently except the the media – wouldn't have gotten wind of it and social media wouldn't have gotten wind of it. So um, I don't think that was quite as bad as everybody makes it out to be. The other thing I'll say on that is uh, everybody said the same thing when Nate Schmidt was traded a year ago, a year and a half ago, whatever it was. Um, But guess who made a great catch in the softball game wearing a VGK shirt and a cap this weekend, this past weekend, Nate Schmidt. So I don't think there's any hard feelings between Nate Schmidt and the Vegas Golden Knights because if there was – on either side, he would not have been out in a charity game uh, representing, and so was Eric Kala. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I think so. that's a bad I reputation. So. I think so, but I think that's that's not so much a Golden Knights thing. I mean, it is, but I think Riley Smith is kind of the spearhead of that, and, and Marcus Allen, who, who's with, who's the Raider legend, you know, he and he does the Raider side. Um, I think that's more of Schmitty wanting to support the charity and and his friend. Um, Smith, but of course, still, it's a Vegas Golden Knights event, and they wear silver or black, gold and black gold and, and white, black and, and silver and black for the Raiders. Yeah, I understand, but I'm sure there had to be some. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I, anyway. I, I just think I think that got to be blown out of proportion. Okay, I, I understand the situation of Mark Andre leaving. When you just talk about the fact that he's the Vesna yeah, Trophy winner and you're trading him away, so that's one thing. Well, Scott, let me jump in on that real quick. Let me, to your point there. I understand protocol and everything, and 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 I think uh, Kevin Weeks, who talked to, who was from the who works for the NHL Network now ESPN, as they have the hockey now, and he he's joined board with them. But um, he he talked to Flurry right after the 
trade was announced, and he was one of the first to talk to Flurry. And and you know, Kevin Weeks on the on the NHL Tonight Show um, said, yeah, he understands protocol, and, and and Kevin Weeks has been a big fan of everything that Vegas has done, and and you know the, the four years and everything, and and uh, he, he said that they could have handled this better. And and I think I think you understand with protocol and everything, but I think occasionally, in rare circumstances, you can maybe maybe fall from that a little bit. And, and I think Flurry is one of those times where the exception can be made to, to kind of give him a, a heads up. Uh, now, McCrimmon did say, and we wondered how much Flurry was in, as I said, there was an open lane of communication uh, leading up to this that him and Flurry or his people would, would talk about what, what was happening and everything. But obviously when it came time for the, the trade, they waited until officially when everything is goes through. And I understand there's, there's, Certain protocols and, and GMs do and every teams do, but I, I I think it can make an ex- exception. I think on rare rare occasions, and I just think because of its flurry and what he's meant for the team and and well, I, okay, and, hold on a minute. I, I can agree with you on that side of it too. I really can. Um, but but if they have been consistent in the way they have announced trades to, to players and coaches all along. Uh, it would look a little strange if you would say, okay, Nate Schmidt found out the same way, um, but we changed the protocol for Mark andre and, and then, so that's one thing. I think they're still consistent. Whether it's right or wrong, they're consistent on the way they've treated everybody. Um, and a lot of people say that's not the right way, but you know what? If you're consistent in what you do, you're consistent in what you do. So that's one point. The second point of it is, is that when a trade goes down and it's over with, I mean, what, what do you really, you know, everybody talked about the same thing with Derek Anglin. They said, oh, what's going to happen with Derek Anglin? How are they going to do this? It's going to be so bad to release them. They need to do this. Guess what? Derek Anglin's working for the organization. Guess who else is going to be working for the organization very, very soon? Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury will be that. That's very. By them trading, uh, Mark, it, it immediately dropped the $7 million cap from Vegas, no matter what happens. So if he goes to Chicago and he does not report and says, I'm going to retire, then Vegas doesn't have a cap hit to worry about. And neither does Chicago. They don't have a cap hit to worry about. Mark just goes off into the sunset and uh, will become a member of the Vegas Golden Knights organization at some point in time. Um, but, now, do you think, only- but do you think this, this whole thing though, if that's how, if that's how this ends, does that kind of leave a, a sour taste of everything, everything that Flurry has done for four years, the great, obviously what he's meant for the organization and Vezina trophy well, winning, you know, and all that. I, but to I agree. End, end things like on this way, this I, is how I, it's going to end. I, I agree, it's, but it leaves but, a little bit of a, but look a sour at it taste this way. Mouth. It, it sure does. But what else were they going to do? Because if they, if he retires, I believe that salary cap issue is still an issue for the golden Knights. If uh, I, I think this is all they had to do, or the only thing they could do in order to make sure of that, and they probably knew that if Mark didn't report to Chicago that there was going to be no harm to Chicago, uh, they weren't going to be saddled with anything. And I think that's why that no player came back in the deal uh, for the Golden Knights is because I think they felt like, well, maybe he's going to retire, and we don't want to take an asset from you um, and, and you not get anything in this deal. So, you know, if he retires... It's, it's a win-win for both sides. Is it a little bit sour the way it, it went down if you're a fan, especially? Certainly it is. But if he comes back and becomes a member of the uh, front office, if you will, of the Vegas Golden Knights, in no matter what capacity it is, uh, I will give it about a week before everybody's back on board with it. Uh, so I don't, I really don't have any, any issues about that. I understand it uh, from the standpoint that, you know, and I know tweets came out today when Darcy Kemper was traded from Arizona and everybody was saying, okay, so Darcy Kemper gets a player and uh, a first round pick from Colorado or Arizona does in trading Darcy Kemper, but the golden Knights trade Mark Andre and they don't get anything back. I believe that's the situation is it's got to do with salary cap issues because if he, if he reports to Chicago um, and then leaves or does something, Chicago's on the hook for that $7 million hit. Um, so anyway, the, I understand it. It's frustrating as a fan. It's really frustrating because you don't know the inner workings and 
the Vegas uh, management has done a really good job of keeping the inner workings within the inner workings. But uh, I, I think, you know, a guy like Nate Schmidt not leaving Vegas, I think he's still got his house there and uh, comes back and plays in a charity softball game. Uh, I think that says something about the organization that a lot of people are not looking at. Yeah, and now look at Nate Schmidt. He's got an, another new home in uh, in Winnipeg. He'll be playing with the Jets. So, uh, yeah, the other thing I want to say about this whole thing, and I think it's important to address, is as we talk about, social media can be a great tool for information, but it also can be a very negative place, too, for, for stuff. And there's also was Murray leaving and, and them trading away. And, and, and Leonard on Twitter – um, said this uh, after the the trade went went down. Um, I'll read the last couple of tweets one day ago. He says there is not many people I've met or played with I respect as much as Flower, 100% Hall of Fame guy that I will miss. But people that keep attacking my mental illness for something that I don't control, one day when your eyes close you will be judged and you don't and then don't ask for forgiveness. And then he's and then he has another tweet about talking about you know saying he's Robin Leonard. And then I'm bipolar one, have PTSD. He takes medicine. He talks about everything that he, he goes through. And, and, and so I think people, as, as, as much as we want a, a place of blame and everything, don't blame Robin Leonard. There's nobody to blame here. It's, it's the Golden Knights. It's the front office. If, if you want to put blame on anybody, put it on them. But you got to understand, too, why they did this. And, and like I said, I, I was sad and, and, and angry because I, I, I kind of got caught up in all of it myself. But when you, when you pull back the curtain and you understand $7 million hit in a cap-strapped team like the Golden Knights, right, you really need that space. And now look what's happened since they cleared up $7 million. They were able to re-sign Martinez for three more years. Um, they got an, another backup goalie in Brassois. That, that move might look at anger some too and, and say, okay, well, now you, you brought in Brassois paying him to, Two and a half million dollars average annual year, um, and then, but he's a capable backup. Why not promote Logan Thompson then, so the guy from the American Hockey League with the Silver Knights? But you know, he he just had rookie season, you know, his first season, maybe not not ready yet, but to be that backup. So they bring in a Bruce Wild, who who's a who's a decent goaltender. So, uh, and they were able to make some other moves today. Now they are back over cap limit again, so they'll have to get back down. So they they didn't waste much time. <laughs> filling that $7 million opening uh, that they had. And now they and, went over a little bit and they still got a Nolan Patrick. They got to try to uh, sign. These are restricted free agents. So they got to sign him and then, you know, and, and see what happens. But there, um, there's definitely going to be more coming. Uh, no doubt about it. So, so that uh, kind of led to today where we had all these moves. Right. And uh, the other thing, free too, agency opened today. At free noon. agency opened up. They, they made Eastern some signings time. and they, they traded away and, and, and flurries was traded. That happened before, the day before. But we also lost another original Golden Knight, and let's not get this lost on us uh, with uh, Thomas Nosek being uh, uh, going somewhere else, going to uh, Ottawa, I believe. And uh, so he's he was an original Golden Knight, and so we're down to like I, I, somebody tweeted it out. I think we got there's like a few, there's like a handful left. Marsha, so um, you got um, yeah, Mab, I, I know, I know, got, you're uh, I know where you're going. You're going with. Uh... I know where you're going with this, and let me throw it in from an Arizona uh, Coyotes perspective. Um, the Arizona Coyotes right now have completely gutted their roster. I think there's less than a handful of players that were on last year's roster that are still here. Uh, no Oliver ekman Larson, uh, no Connor Garland, no Michael Bunting, two of the bright spots coming up, um, no Alex Goligoski, no Jordan Osterley, no... Um, well said, Jason Demers, uh, <laughs> no Auntie Ranta, no Darcy Kemper, no Aiden Hill. Uh, all three of the goaltenders that were on the roster are all gone. Who they got left? Uh, yeah, that it's exactly it. They have Phil Kessel currently, which is still under talks uh, of trading him, and they have uh, Clayton Keller and Christian Fisher, um, just to name a couple. Uh, so that stuff happens. I mean. And, and this is an organization that we all can agree on has probably had the worst struggles of any uh, in the NHL over the last decade or so. But um, that, I should that's, correct myself. Um, no that's what's going to happen. No six signed with it was a free agent sign, not a trade. No six goes to the Bruins. 
two-year, $3.5 million deal. So uh, Nosek, uh, again, another golden misfit going uh, elsewhere. But that was a, due to free agency. That wasn't a trade. I, I, th- I think I said otherwise. A minute yeah, ago. no problem. But a, a couple things I want to quickly throw out on the Golden Knights. Um, I think management believes they have their top nine forwards, the best nine forwards that they've had uh, coming into this season right now. And that's saying some for a team that's been to the Stanley Cup Finals and uh, been to the, um, I guess, Western Conference Finals a couple of times. So, I mean, there's uh, um, there's that. I think uh, their goaltending is still strong. I think Robin Leonard is going to be a really good goaltender. I think in Mark andres position, did he have a great year last year? Yes. Is he a fan favorite? Yes. Um, did we all love him on and off the ice? Yes. But uh, you got to face the facts. He's 36. Right. And uh, could it have been done more ceremoniously? I guess. But uh, you have to look out uh, for for the future, too. And I think maybe if it meant getting different pieces, like you said, signing Alex Martinez, uh, Yanmark uh, was able to be signed as well. So when you look at all that then and as a whole, um, like I tweeted out, I said, you know, if you're a true hockey fan of your club, be a hockey fan of your club. Uh, yes, you can love players. But, but love your organization. That, that's what it's all about. I mean, you want to talk about how difficult it's for me because when I left Minnesota and moved to Arizona, I said, I'm adopting all of the Arizona teams because if I'm going to live here, I'm going to support them, right? And the Coyotes were horrible. The, the Diamondbacks were bad. The Cardinals were horrible. There really wasn't much here. The, the Suns weren't even that great. So, uh, but I still adap- adopted them, and, and it's been a tough 15 years with, with me and the Coyotes right now, but you know what? I, I still, I'm still here. I still uh, uh, respond, and I try to uh, be as positive as I can, even though some of the things I don't really enjoy what they do or don't like what they do, but that's what part of being a fan is, right? You have to be through the ups and downs, and, and Vegas is learning it. it. It's a great city with a great fan base, and, and there's going to be ups and downs. The Oilers didn't always win the kings didn't always win um you know even uh, other teams out east the rangers the you just the canadians from way back when they, they don't always win so you have to have and, some and, lean times and you just have to understand it and i and that's the other thing too is and i won't use spoil because that i've been fortunate and blessed to have the four years that we've had here in Vegas. i mean who would have thought four years um you know, the, the, from the expansion draft to how they constructed that roster and, and the, the run they had in that first year in Florida, a big part of that as well as the, the other team, the other players on that roster. And like I said, only five of the that team from that roster is gone. And and that's an aspect of the NHL today. I mean, the salary cap is a thing and contracts continue to, to rise and obviously cap does fluctuate from time to time. And it's tough to keep the team together. That's what we, I think today's free agency was as busy as I've seen it uh, in a while. And there was a lot of, a lot of moves today. And, and you saw, you saw Grubauer also leave Colorado. He went right. to Seattle Kraken. It's, as you mentioned, almost the whole entire Arizona Coyotes is gone and it's almost a whole new squad. It's like an AHL team, you know, that kind of all of a sudden they just, they just changed the whole roster. And, and that happens. And, and I think you're right. I think the NHL fans here in Vegas that maybe aren't familiar with the ins out, and and it's and again it's it's a tough because when you see a team from the beginning and you you see this what the run that they've had even though they haven't won a cup yet they've been pretty much as close as you can get without winning going to the final in your first year going to the essentially the final four three out of four years and the one year of course we know what happened there and who knows what could happen that year had that not occurred but yeah I mean it's just but this team is in a win now mode they I think. Everything has been expedited. They're in a win-now mode. And this is on the Golden Knights management now. This is on Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee. Um, well, it'll be on DeBoer. And they have they made the moves they've made. And I think today Kelly McCrimmon said they don't anticipate making any more, having any more discussions. So it seems like this is uh, until be, Until they clear room for but Jack But they have Eichel. to clear room, so they'll have to, <laughs> they'll have to get rid of somebody. But uh, <laughs> but this, you know, they've, they've signed other – anyway, so – but. The other aspect of this I want to mention is Bill Foley, who has loved, he loves Flurry. Well, two things I want to mention. One, I, I listened to the, the press conference yesterday that McCrimmon did, and you know, general managers tend to keep everything very close to the vest, and it's you don't really see a lot of emotion there. And you didn't see that per se from McCrimmon, but it was very somber. You, it, it was a different tone in, in just how it was 
just in his words there. And I know it was not a, a tough decision and it was something that they hated to do, but they had to look at their, they have to look at where they can improve. They want to, they have to improve scoring. They, they have to do this and that. So well, let, let me stop you right there. And, and let me ask you this. Uh, the ultimate goal of, of a uh, franchise is to do what? Win the Stanley Cup. So if right. they win the Stanley Cup next year, then everybody's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. But isn't that the goal of a general manager and uh, a president right. and an owner and a coach? They're they're here to put a team together that wins the Stanley Cup. So let Absolutely. me ask you this. In and it's also years, part of the job to deal with the criticism. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. And and with four years of the success that the Golden Knights have, have they raised the cup yet? Uh, let no. me check. No. No, they have not. Okay, so so they have not reached the ultimate goal, which everybody wants, okay? Let me put this into basketball perspective today. The Suns came very close to winning an NBA national uh, NBA World NBA, Championship. Yeah, championship, okay? yeah. And uh, today I heard Robert Sarver, the owner, speak on a, a local sports talk radio station here today, and they asked him, they said, you know, you had a tremendous season. You guys came out of nowhere. You had a great regular season. You had all these wins in the playoffs. You were, you were that close to winning a uh, world championship. And he said, aren't you happy about that? And he goes, thought about it for a minute, and he said, no. And he said, our job is to win the last game of the year, which is the one that wins you the championship. So while I'm not going to blame anybody, and I love the guys and the players around, we didn't achieve our goal. And we all know that we're coming back, and we have to achieve that goal. And I think – when you look at it from that perspective, um, Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, Bill Foley, right on down the line, uh, they know that they have to get better. They have to change things to uh, win a Stanley Cup. And whether some things are going to be unpopular, they're doing the best they can to try to put a winner out there. I told you this also. I said, if they don't win the Cup next year, or they don't make it to the playoffs, or they don't get to the Western Conference Finals, um, there, there could be some heads rolling at the top of the organization. I think so. I think this is going to be a – it's one of these – we've had d several defining moments for this organization and what occurred yesterday and in, in this offseason and what's this next season going into with with the uh, commitments that they've, they're making. Uh, this is going to be a defining moment for the organization. If they – if they don't make the playoffs especially, but if they get close again and they fall short again, then you have to look and see, well, what else can we do? You know, I mean, it's, they might decide, well, maybe we got to, we got to make a change at the top there. Uh, maybe this is the change they need to make, uh, uh, you know, or coaching staff or something. Yeah. Well, they, already, they already tried that, you know, they brought in. Right. Warren, so we'll see how it works out. But um, I want to, I, I want to, I want to read this by Bill Foley. Cause we talk a lot about Bill Foley and, and he says, I'm disappointed that this was the outcome. I feel really terrible about it. Unfortunately, that's reality. Um, he, he added, this is a tweet from David Shane, and he, he tweeted a lot of Philly's comments. He says, I am not okay with it, but I accept it. Honestly, we were exhausted during the playoffs, and we were exhausted because we played short all year with players. I think it really contributed to our loss to Montreal, the fact that we were just so wiped out. Uh, we just don't have any cap space. We have no room, and we were really going to be in a big jam this year. Unfortunately, Flower... He was the man standing with a pretty big cap hit. I capitulated basically. Um, so, um, so that Bill Foley, whose last season was really set on keeping them both, obviously wanted to keep both this year, but understood probably it's it, as much as it kills him that that maybe something like well, this would have to happen. Well, and and let's say this: if it hadn't been Mark Andre Fleury, and in order to make up seven million dollars, they had to, they had to get rid of. Uh, Mark Stone, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marchessault. Would the fans have been any happier? <laughs> it's a good, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, no, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But I think right couple, now, couple, Stephen. Couple, I think yeah. I think even Carlson, Marchessault, or Smith. I think one of those three will probably have to go in order to get underneath that cap space where they want to be and have some flexibility. And I think that day is going to be not not Mark Andre Fleury because we all know. I mean, I put out a post. You were with me when we were in the building and mm. and how crazy they go and they introduce him. But I can tell you right now, if the next person to go is one of those three, oh, 
oh, it's going to be an uprising again. So if that has to happen, be ready. Yeah, and I just want to say to that, um, it's we were there, yeah, for what ends up being his last home game there in Game 5 of the semifinals, and the cheers there from the crowd um, is is amazing for, for a goaltender and for a player and just to get that kind of a – the love that again he's established and George and Kelly McCrimmon said that he said he's he's probably the most popular player that, it, that on a team that he has seen in in sports. Uh, he, so. he took it one step further than that. He said, "I believe he's the most popular professional athlete." Professional athlete, that's right. Yeah. So. Okay, so we can put a wrap on that. Uh, we can put a wrap on this show, and we can say that next week we're going to have Lindsay Ellis from the Arizona State women's hockey team on. Uh, we'll keep uh, track of what's going on with the schedules. We continue to put them on the website. We continue to look and uh, climb for followers on our Twitter account. So we got a ways to go to get to 10,000, but I know we can do it. I know we got hockey fans out there. So get out there, tell your friends, click on the website, click on the uh, Twitter accounts, all five of them, and uh, certainly keep, the ACJ how do you, one. How do you keep up with all those five Twitter accounts? Uh, I have a headache. <laughs> need some aspirin all right take it away my friend uh, one other thing i know we wanted to mention this uh the uh coaches for the uh, usa teams in, in the olympics yeah the good, olympics. good catch good catch we're uh, over olympics but go ahead. going on right now but we got the winter olympics will be around the corner here next year and uh, mike sullivan the uh the pittsburgh penguins is going to coach the u.s men's hockey team if the nhl goes to the 2022 winter olympics next year in beijing which is still up in the air right now it is they are scheduled to go there's a break in the schedule for that to happen uh, but there's still some things to work out the COVID insurance other things so we'll have to wait and see if it works out um, so along with that um, Joel Johnson of the University of St. Thomas will coach the women's national team which will seek its second straight gold medal after winning uh, in 2018 in Pyeongchang uh, David Hoff who we had on the show a few weeks ago he's the uh, Paralympic coach for the uh, sled hockey team uh, he was named the head coach for the U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team, and so he will be helping uh, leading the the, para, the uh, sled hockey team in the Paralympics, which will take place just after the regular Olympics take place. Winter Olympics take place takes place. Excuse me, in 2022. So much we've talked. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of a. Uh, I'm out the parts here, but anyways. But that's so we want to mention that. Good so stuff. I'm I'm glad you got that in because it totally uh, got by me with all the other stuff that I was uh, focused on. So, all right, take it away, my friend. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or child's first phone, go to BoostMobile.com and click on Deals to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA D1 in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to RebelHockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. By OxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at oxypal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Buy summer skates. Summer's here, and the ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. Buy M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And buy Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at com. Club Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Take a uh, take a nice cool towel and wrap it around your uh, neck and just Woo. unwind and cool I'm all down. wiped out. <laughs> and cool down. Things will get better. The sun will come up in Las Vegas tomorrow. And, uh, oh, it certainly will. <laughs> everything will continue to move forward. Um, it, it's just part of, uh, part of the life cycle of NHL hockey. 
we'll get through it. We'll get through it. It's a it's a been a tough few days, but uh, as we've seen with Vegas, we'll we'll get through it. And I I think uh, hopefully the uh, the fans will understand. And I think uh, you're right. Uh, when then when it comes time for training camp to start, uh, the fans will be there to, ready to cheer on the team at the fortress. I, I want to leave it on this note. Our good friend Bark. Andre Furry. Oh, I was thinking. He left a little hashtag out there, and Bark said, Vegas scorn. Enough said. Not Vegas born, Vegas scorn. Yeah, I'm sure it was been a rough <laughs> few days for him, too. So, But uh, he ain't going anywhere. We ain't losing him. No, Even though Mark he, Andre Fleury may be off the team, Bark Andre Fleury, as you said, is a staple. And so he ain't he ain't going to leave now that And Mark also gone. said that he is under contract to uh, the uh, Summerlin Children's Hospital, so he can't go anywhere. <laughs> so at least we got Mark Andre Furry sticking around. So all right, let's say good night. And uh, next week, of course, uh, Lindsay Ellis will join us. Join us again Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and next Wednesday for another week. The Quad Pod of Hockey Podcasts right here at ITHSW Podcast. Good night, everybody. Be safe, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>